Welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And this week we are talking about one of my all-time favorite films, The Witch from 2015, also known as The Vitch, if you are pronouncing it that way, which is not correct, but that's how I like to say it sometimes. That's how it feels um, in my heart, frankly. Right? Yeah. I was very upset in researching this movie to find out that it's not actually spelled like on all like streaming services with the two Vs instead of the W. It's with a W. But it's I, seen yeah, I, with two Vs. When you look at it, it's two yeah. Vs. I get that they probably wanted to make it like theoretically accessible to the masses or whatever because people are gonna look for the witch and they're not gonna know to look for the beach but it's the beach beach. yeah it's the beach for sure um and okay so I've seen this movie like three times before I know Chelsea you've seen it before but Sydney this was first watch so I guess we want to know how did you feel (laughs) okay so I watched it twice yesterday like Spaced out. The first time I watched it, went into this stone cold sober during the day. And I thought it was really boring. Um, I didn't fully understand it. Like, it wasn't scary. It was a very pretty (gasps) film. But I didn't find anything about it scary. You didn't find anything about it scary. Because there's a moment that I screamed and I had seen this movie before. No, I was like, "Uh, okay. And then the second time I watched it, it was dark. I uh, had a little bit of the devil's lettuce. And I turned the subtitles on because I couldn't figure out how to do it the second time, the first time I watched sure, it. Sure, I sure. Not- you could figure it out when you were on the devil's lettuce, but you couldn't figure it out sober. She figured <laughs> it out because she'd seen the movie once and she knew if she tried again without subtitles, she would perish. it was much more imperative the second time around yes I was like if I'm going to rewatch this like I have to watch this and I still wasn't scared the second time but it was very suspenseful and I was like okay okay I enjoyed it a lot more the second time one that I knew what was going on two Mm -hmm. that I was very high and the three that it was dark I think you have to watch this movie in the dark I think you have to watch this movie in the dark I totally agree and also let me just say yesterday Sydney sent me a text sent us a text that was like so I'm an hour into this movie and I'm just wondering is it gonna get good it's so boring right now and let me let you know that like I took that so personally and I was so mad all day I was so mad I was like talking to James my roommate and I was like I just don't get why she doesn't 
doesn't like it. It's so good. <laughs> why wouldn't you like it? And why would you watch it during the day? I don't understand this. She knows that I love this movie. She's hurt my feelings. So I really want to know that. that you like it a little bit better because I was so upset. <laughs> I dropped off something I, at Monica's house last night and she was very um, sensitive and was like, you liked it, right? And she had to like check with me to make sure that I liked it. Even though last time we talked about it, I was like, I saw this in theaters. I loved it. Like I had to reassure she was, I she was well, feeling hurt. I was feeling very hurt. And then also I had no one to talk to who had seen it in the house with me. So I was like, Adam, it's good, right? He's like, Monica, I haven't seen it. And I'm like, but it's good, right? It doesn't I thought that matter everyone thought it's good. It. He needs to just give you the reassurance you're asking for. Well, we did watch it together last night and James watched it too. And they all liked it. So that's good. Oh. And I'm really, yeah, so it did. that did happen. But I'm really the glad masses- that. The Devil's Lettuce brought you to a place where you could be one with this film. Yeah, the masses have spoken. Thankfully, Sydney got on board at least a little bit. Um, I, like I mentioned, the first time I saw this was when it came out in theaters. And I do think that is maybe like a very special experience because it is so immersive a film when you're like sitting in a dark room and it's on an enormous screen and there's no subtitles because you're in the theater and so you don't necessarily know what's being said but you're just like thrust into this world and I think that a little bit when you're like surrounded by it in that sense um it adds to the experience I think if you're at home and you can't tell what they're saying you're just frustrated whereas in the theater I was like I don't know what's happening but I'm like on the edge of my seat holding my friend's hand um I rewatched I'm it this so morning jealous. you got to see it in theaters I I'm so I jealous that sounds like a magical experience let's rent out a theater post-covid to watch this when we do when we're like huge podcasters um and steve martin and martin short are helping us host our greetings we can do this movie okay perfect thank you i'm very excited for that but okay how did you feel with about it on the small screen um i did i usually when we watch movies um we'll if we're watching together just so the people know um I will have it on my computer so that I am like streaming it with you guys so that we can all sync up and I'll usually have it open on one half of my computer screen and my notes on the other half of my computer screen um rarely will I put it on my tv to watch but I did that today and I turned all the lights off um and it is still like light out but it did create a certain sense of like gray ambiance like you have at some moments in the film where it's not nighttime but it's kind of gray out a little Mm -hmm. overcast and that lent itself very nicely to the film Mm -hmm. you got to get that atmosphere going (laughs) I did have the subtitles on this time though which helped with writing down quotes and also um you know, I feel like I got the gist last time, but it, it definitely went a far way in making sure like, oh, I know what's going on at each moment. <laughs> the first time I ever watched this movie was probably like two years after it came out, somewhere around there. I'm not sure. Um, and I watched it with my friend and my other friend from England. And so he's from England and he's also a very religious person. So we were mm-hmm. worried this would offend him. But um, he was down to watch it and he really liked it. And that was like a really interesting perspective, having someone who's religious because I am not watching. Because uh-huh. I, think, I think that made it spookier because <laughs> seeing it through his eyes and also because he was a lovely British man who could give me little British um, 
reactions in real time. So that's really nice. Um, but yeah, we definitely had the subtitles on about halfway through the movie the first time because I was like, honest to God, no clue what is being said. And so this time we started it and we were like five minutes in and I was like, no, okay, we're going to put on the subtitles. And like, there are so many things that are that said that like I kind of figured out but like they just say it. They straight up just say exactly what I was like, oh, I figured it out. No, 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 Monica. They said exactly what you figured out. You just can't understand old English, which is okay. <laughs> it's like a completely different language. That's you I, are valid, Monica. <laughs> I was just like high as shit. And I'm just like, wow, language has changed so drastically. <laughs> and that I like. I like had to go back because I missed a whole part because I just all I could think about was how, how English has changed. Dude, <laughs> like, English I've changed. lost like 30 minutes of this movie. I need to rewind. It has changed so much that back in the ye old days when this is set, the letter W did not exist yet. That's why there's the two V's. That's what they would do instead of a W because there wasn't a W yet. So that's why that's like that. That's how much it's changed, which is shocking to me. I mean, I don't know. You're an English person, Chelsea. Do you know more about this? I just learned it from IMDb. I I don't. I only know that IMDb um, is – you're very close, but it just says that the letter W was not commonly used yet. Okay. Well, similar – same difference, but yeah. But yeah, the, like imagine a world like this, this. The main character's name is William. What was his name? <laughs> William. Like what? That's very funny. Actually, I didn't think about. <laughs> I just thought about that right now. I never like what. This maybe I mean Thomason doesn't know how to write her name, so maybe William doesn't know how to write his name either. They've yeah. clearly got the W sound. They just don't yeah. have the letter. Yeah, they have to have also, the W sound so they can say they're very at all. close. They know to put the two V's next to each other. They're almost yeah. there. They're like, hmm, this is as close as we can get, though. We can't connect those two. That's wrong. God wouldn't want it that way. <laughs> One of my revelations through this movie was, oh, my God, the mom and dad are named Will and Kate. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and they royal were. Moment for ya. A little royal throwback for you. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Um, also, oh wait, I, we didn't really do that thing where we're supposed to read the synopsis of this movie. Okay, I'm gonna do it now in case like you're what, 10 minutes into the pod and you're like, what the fuck? The Witch is a movie about a family in the 1630s New England. Oh, excuse me. I have to read this again. A family in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. I'm so sorry. That was such a spooky sentence. I, too, got possessed while reading it. Maybe the pod doesn't want us to do the synopsis. The pod is fighting back. The pod is fighting back. Well, you know what? Now we've done it, so it's done. Black (laughs) Philip has possessed this podcast, and it has gained sentience. If we could be so lucky, oh my goodness. I have a lot to say about about Black Phillip when the time comes. Whatever, we're ready for that. I'm so ready. But, I mean, just setting the stage, I can't believe that this was Anya Taylor-Joy's, like, first credited movie debut. I know, she's like, exploded. She's all I over know. the place. Seriously. She's such a little cutie in this movie, too. She's so cute. 
She's so cute. Also, like, I am never going to get over how crazy her eyes are. They're so huge. They're, like, yeah. the hugest eyes I've ever seen get lost yeah. in those eyes. Damn. Um, also, when I was trying to write out her name in my notes at one point, um, I wrote her name and it auto-corrected to Anna Taylor Ho, and I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I wanted to bring it up. And I was like, that's a good, like, stage name for something else if she – changes careers or just wants to do something fun so that's exciting for her <laughs> some fun little side projects as Anna yeah. Taylor Ho <laughs> okay so what do you guys want to talk about first I I realized a lot watching this for now the third time that I never noticed before particularly what went down in like the very very first scene of this um I did not realize that I thought they got thrown out of their of their what is what do they call it plantation i think they call it a plantation they yeah because they violated the laws of the commonwealth yeah which is uh the dad doesn't believe in puritanism basically like that's the whole thing like i briefly watched some of the director's cut and oh. they were explaining it oh. and basically like there was two separate puritan things and one of them was separatists where they kind of just wanted to do their own thing and just like be religious and then there was the puritans which had this like very incredibly like strict we're sticking with like the church from england all this stuff and the dad was a separatist and didn't really want to do what the plantation's religious rules were and so he left out of pride Okay, this it's, is very helpful yeah. to me um, because they kept talking about Jehovah and I was like, okay, so they are Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't know <laughs> when religion, but I was just like, great, forward. But then later on in the movie when Caleb gets sick, they're like, we're going to take Caleb to the doctor. And I was like, okay, so they're not Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> and I got very confused. <laughs> yeah, like for me, I thought that they, when I first watched it maybe I didn't have the subtitles on in time to truly understand that scene um but I thought that like they were like too religious and then they are forcibly kicked out but like watching the scene with the subtitles on like they're like you need to the court's like you need to cut your shit William and William's like hell no you guys are bad Christians I'm the number one best God-loving man and we're doing it right and you're doing it wrong. And then he's literally like, we're going to leave. Like, he's like, we'll leave, bye. And he like, he could have, if he was smart and didn't care and cared about his family a little bit more, could have like probably gotten them to stay and be like, I'll, I'll tone it down. But he chose to go and be the only family in the middle of the nowhere, nothingness, unclaimed land and like, I don't know. He, I feel like he condemned his family to death. I'm fucking furious with him. I never was before, but I'm furious with him. This is fascinating, though, because I, on my second watch with subtitles, still didn't get that. I still thought, like, they're being banished um, because he he's doing his little fuck you back talk. And they're like, you don't get to judge us. We are judging you. And so I was like, okay, so they're standing in judgment, which must mean when they leave, it's because judgment has been handed down and they're banished. And then I was well, like, Anya Taylor-Joy, so cute, as that little bumpy wagon bumps along. And I'm in love with her. <laughs> that was well, a side note, but it's true. It must have sucked living in 
the 1600s in America. <laughs> like I would immediately oh be dead. God. Couldn't do it. Couldn't, couldn't no. do it. 100%. Like you are already probably gonna fucking die because of so many reasons. But then they're like, you know what? I'm just gonna make sure. William's like, I'm gonna make sure we all die by not backing down on my pride and uh, like just going and getting kicked out right now. Because basically what happens is William's like, I can't be judged by false Christians for I have done nothing save preach Christ's true gospel. And the governor's like, must you continue to dishonor the laws of the Commonwealth and the church with your prideful conceit? And William says, if my conscience sees it fit. He's like, Ooh. And, the so and then the governor's like, then you shall be banished out of this plantation's liberties. And William's like, I would be glad of it. And his family's like, what? And he's like, I would be glad of it. And the governor says, then take your leave and trouble us no further. And then I William's did like, in my has the Lord testified against you. Ooh. <laughs> Imagine someone saying that to you. How sadly hath the Lord testified against you. Crushing. What a burn, William. <laughs> yeah, I wrote in my notes that the dad is like, fuck y'all and fuck all y'all stand for, um, which I do feel is the ultimate takeaway from that scene. Yeah, 100%. And like, usually I'd be like, yeah, hun, stick to your guns. You know, we love to believe in something, but not when it's like, tone it down a little bit and stay with a place where there is food and a doctor and all the things that your family and literally freshly born baby child uh, need. Actually, um, maybe I need to rewatch the beginning again because I did not get this the first time. But then when I was watching it this morning, the second time, it was like, okay, so they get banished and they go into the woods. And first of all, I was like, Sydney, we know has her thing. Woods are bad. And then I was like, imagine how particularly spooky it would be back in the day. You're in period costume. Like the period costume of them camping in the woods, horrifying to me. So scary to me. Horrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, and the idea of like just full sleeping on the ground no supplies you build a fire only out of your own ingenuity no sleeping bags nothing I'm terrified um but then obviously they go into the the clearing and there's nothing there and then it like cuts to they've got like their little goat shed and they're they've built a house and stuff like that and they have a baby so I thought it was like a one year later kind of thing and the baby hadn't been oh. born yet when they were banished. And then they had the baby during this time that they've been, like, growing corn and, like, building the home, etc. It's et probably that. It's probably that. Because I didn't see the baby in the court scene. I mm. mean, I didn't pay attention to the baby because I was too seethingly mad at William. <laughs> like, honestly, like, seeing red. I was yelling at the screen, Adam told me to shut up. <laughs> now, I don't know how long it takes to build a house in the 1600s, but I would assume if you are one man and perhaps a teenage girl, it would it would be a while. Right? In my notes, I have how long have they been gone because they built that house real fast. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably been like a year because yeah. – I think the baby is meant to also kind of show the passing of time, perhaps. But it, mm -hmm. it, it was not clear to me the first time I saw it because I yeah. am not paying attention enough to note the absence of a baby. And I am, once more, we are three beautiful idiots. We need that <laughs> one year later time card. You know what I yeah. mean? 
they had right. little cards too, like not throughout the film, but at the beginning and at the end in that ye old script. So they could have had it in the ye old script. One year, eth. Later. I don't know. Us this information. We one year later, est. There you go. That's Make putting it, it so clear for us, please. <laughs> Okay, well, that makes a lot more sense because I remember when I was when I was watching this, I like the first time I just didn't question it. I was like, "Oh, that's nice that they found this nice cabin in the woods that they can go pee at." <laughs> how convenient! I literally wrote, "How did they build those houses?" Twenty question marks. How did this happen? So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that they built it from the ground up. Also, makes a lot of sense because like. A big part of that was lost on me the first time is that their crops um, are completely like, I guess their crops are kind of cursed. It, they have like this rot on them. So they're running out of food to eat. And I thought that they like just got there. And so they brought a lot of food and they all rotted. But no, they've been like trying to sow the seed on the land and nothing is working. And also I read some IMDb trivia that whatever this rot is, is actually like a fungus that is a hallucinogen. <laughs> Did you guys Corn see fungus. that? Yes. Oh God! I don't. Um, I was gonna say I don't want to skip ahead, but cut that because I'm skipping ahead. Um, do it once more. Spoiler check. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Um, but throughout this movie, weird shit is happening. But you see, like the old scary naked witch lady um and then you see at one point like a young sexy witch lady but she's got an old scary witch hand um but for the most part you still could kind of be like is this a character imagining things perhaps um like to some degree there there is a little wiggle room for a while of being like okay this could still be Blair Witch style, maybe nothing actually paranormal is happening and it's just like you're going crazy in the woods, um, especially if you've got hallucinogenic corn nearby. Because mm. um, there's a moment where the movie could have ended and been a completely different film um, after, and again, skipping ahead, so just beware, but shit really goes off the rails um as the movie progresses lots of people get got within this family um by all kinds of different means but there's a moment when Thomason is alone at the end and she just goes inside and like unlaces her corset and takes it off with the petticoat and sits at the table by herself and then I was like, the movie could end here. And it would leave you to be like, was it paranormal? Was it not paranormal? I don't know what's happening. But the movie continues from there. And then it like addresses things head on. And you're like, okay, I like, this is no game. Um, and yeah, we aren't playing. <laughs> this is not a joke. Um, Black Philip will fuck your shit up. He and will. he did. And he will again to somebody else, probably. But, I mean, let's just get to it. You would let him, wouldn't you? I mean. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get into this more, like, when we talk about the end. But, like, yeah. (laughs) Once he's no longer a goat and he is a human man, salivating, dangerously sexy. Oh, my God. Right. (laughs) 
there's two things that I noticed about this movie. So the whole title of the movie is The Witch, A New England Folktale. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole title. And at the very, very end of the movie, like right before the credits, it says that this movie is based off of like real folk tales that, you know, were written down and all that kind of stuff. And so I think like, this movie is supposed it's very just like a very straightforward like there is a witch there is a thing because yeah. this is the story basically that they tell all the puritan people and the children to kind of keep them in line with their faith like this yeah. is a step away from like god and all this kind of like things like this is go this is going to happen to you and your family yeah so this movie is incredibly just like literal and straightforward to me it's also a little propaganda like don't get like you have to be part of not just the faith but our church because if you are doing your own thing you gotta go out in the woods that's gonna be bad for you it's gonna not go well yeah I mean like as if that's the propaganda's uh purpose it worked on me (laughs) I'm like oh I'm not gonna leave the plantation I'm gonna probably stay (laughs) I would leave if I were Anna Taylor Ho. Yeah. <laughs> Things kind of work out for her in the end a little bit, you know? Yeah. No, Anna yes. Taylor Ho gets it going and she does what she needs to do. Also, she I is Anna wanna... Taylor Ho by that end of the movie. Oh, by the end of the movie, she has made her full transition into Anna Taylor Ho. Also, I wish I had written down Anya Taylor Ho because Anya's cool, but we have to stick with the canon. And I just checked and I did write Anna Taylor Ho. So that's her name. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy in the beginning of the movie, but by the end, that's Anna Taylor Ho. That's, that's all I'm saying. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The autocorrect like predicted the future. Crazy. Wow. <laughs> Once more, Black Phillip up in this pod. <laughs> Oh my god. But okay, so like I also love about this movie like it starts out they're out in the woods, they're all doing their business but like it goes from like this is fine, they're just having a time in their cute little house that they just made to like everything is fucked immediately. Like I don't know if you guys ever saw the trailer um, for this movie but it was one of my favorite trailers that I've ever seen. I really really like trailers. Um, And it like focuses on the peekaboo scene and that's what really got me so excited to see this movie um but yeah that's the scene where you know that things are about to go wrong and it's probably like 15 minutes into the movie um but uh let's let's call her by her name in the film thomason which like let's discuss that for a second i had no idea what her name was for like 40 minutes i think and then i was like thomason is her name (laughs) what (laughs) i love that name I i it's grown love on, that name. It's grown on me a great deal, but at first I was like, this is rude. This is their first, that was their firstborn, so they obviously wanted to have a son named Thomas, and then they were like, well, this will try to make it sound a little bit feminine, and went with Thomason. So cool. I like it. <laughs> a lot of cute nicknames. Tommy, Tommy Gal, you could call her that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we're going to move on. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I guess you could if that's... I guess I did right then in a way we'll never again but yeah I mean it didn't feel right it it hurt me I feel embarrassed (laughs) you missed the whole Tommy cat you can call her Tommy cat oh my god Tommy cat's really cute thank god you're here to right my wrongs (laughs) I don't know I still don't love that 
<laughs> so anyway, Tommy Cat goes out with baby Samuel. <laughs> and okay, I'll give him this. I'm not a big baby person, but that's a cute baby. It was a very cute baby. Very cute baby. Very good at being a cute baby for the about three minutes that this baby is in the film. <laughs> But, like, imagine being Thomason. You're just, like, out there being adorable with your cute little baby baby brother. And you're playing peekaboo as one does with a child that does not yet have object permanence. And nice. you're you're by the woods because the woods are beautiful and you're far away enough. You're pretty far away. They're, like, many yards away from the woods. She's and in what you would call a safe space, still. Yes, definitely. There's She's maybe by the creek. The creek is very safe. And you're just doing peekaboo, you do it three times, and the fourth time, you're, the fucking kid's just gone? This is why I don't babysit. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine? <laughs> the psychological trauma from that alone is a, is a whole horror movie. Um, yeah. For sure. Especially because, like, she looks around, she doesn't see anything. Like, there's no easy explanation for her. Just literally the baby is gone and there's crackling in the woods yeah and like at that point in time it is obviously a witch like they all knew they all knew because that baby had not come on that tiny little baby had yet to have been baptized Mm. so you know witch bait right there yes and I don't think I realized the first time that I watched this movie, but like the Sam gets got immediately after being snatched too. Like I don't know where maybe I went and got a snack during the first time I watched this movie. <laughs> that part. But like it is very clear they just immediately one circumcised the baby, which was like of course a very important part of the is ritual. It? I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. What? Yeah, or something with poor little Samuel's little baby thing. <laughs> there is like <laughs> this is what my that was very gracefully done, Monica. You, I, um, I so appreciate what you did there. You really tried to be respectful. Um, and I know so <laughs> I literally wrote. Sam is gone. Samuel. Samuel is snatched. LOL. Then I next face baby dick. Oh my God. She's circumcising him. And then I said, oh my God, this witch's ass. And those are my notes in succession. Exactly what I wrote. Did you also have that takeaway? Okay. So my notes, <laughs> my notes just said, why does ground up baby look like baked beans very messy Was 
In the woods, we see a witch or other hooded figure with the baby. Okay, scary hands get away from the baby because she's got like her her witch old hand is kind of like moving all over the baby. It is coming from like between the baby's legs and kind of uncomfortably lingers near um, what Monica called the baby's bits. But I didn't like think that was particularly intentional maybe and then I wrote no knife near the baby but I thought it was like coming towards the belly Adam and I both were like oh fuck he's circumcised or she's circumcising him like we said that out loud so I don't know if we just got (laughs) circumcision on the mind but that's what my takeaway was I don't know if that would be part of it have to do some serious googling after we wrap this up this would be a really dark Google search for you. I'm worried for what you find. <laughs> I'm worried too. Maybe I won't Google. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> All I know is historically, uh, Puritans thought that witches would steal unbaptized children to grind them up to make an ointment and lather it all over themselves and on their brooms, their sticks. And that's how they flew. That I read that on IMDb trivia. I didn't realize the unbaptized part was part of it. I only put the unbaptized part together when the mom said something about it later, maybe. Um, Let me check my notes. But I was just like, they're sad because he's a baby and nobody is guaranteed to go to heaven. But then at one point I was like, oh, yeah. Um, Also, now what the fuck was I going to (laughs) say? Circumcision. No. Baby bits uh, of crap. Ointment. No. no. <laughs> Flying ointment. Um, if you rubbed big oh, beans oh, on your brain, you will fly. Confirmed. I remember what it is. Um, parents back in ye old time um, never really formed emotional attachments to their children until they were about four years old because babies just died really young back in the day. Like it took a really, like a lot to keep children alive. And so that's why, you know, they don't really go looking for the baby in the woods. Like they don't, they're just like the baby's dead. We're moving on. Like it's a sad, it's a sad thing. Like Is that why William's learn? like, you need to forget about Samuel all the time. I have yeah. so many angry notes being like, let her grieve. But that yes. makes sense. <laughs> they weren't, they like, as parents, you're not supposed to form relationships with these young children until a certain age because they'll die soon. But then they also say like, God has blessed us. Like we haven't lost a child yet at all. Like they have five kids, which is, you know, a, a lot. lot back and in that day. That's yeah, and so, I'm sorry. So I think the mom who is used to having all of her children does form this emotional attachment to her newborn baby because, you know, she's a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's hard for her because she's, you know, she's so used to having all of her kids when most of the time they don't. Yeah, I and there's like a bajillion Game of Thrones. They're not references, um, but there's like links in this movie. And there's Harry yeah. Potter anytime you've got English actors in anything you're gonna get one or the other oh yeah um, every 
seems like every single English actor was in Harry Potter, at least one of the films or the new ones. And so they're all connected back. Legally speaking, you can't become an actor in the United Kingdom unless you agree to do one of those projects. And now that Harry Potter and Game of Thrones has ended, you really, it's competitive getting in on those people shows. You know what I mean? Anyway. um, (laughs) But so the mom is Lissa Tully from game of thrones and by the way she says something at one part if you're if you're a book reader like me um she says something at one part about having a heart of stone if you're not a book reader i will say no more um the dad was also in game of thrones but a smaller part because i didn't recognize him i just looked at him and i was like he's probably in game of thrones if he's like of this he was also in Harry Potter, though. So, yes. you know, he was a double whammy. Um, through line from the last movie, from Sleepy Hollow to now. Amazing. More Harry yeah. Potter. And also, and also Creepy Woods. Creepy Woods. Time. Oh. Time. Passing. Time. 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 Just as a concept. <laughs> um, American Revolution, whatever. Anyway, but there's like a whole Game of Thrones thing the wildlings do where they don't even name a baby until it turns two because it's just like you know times are tough um you're out in the wilderness babies die babies die even today um but things really were bad back in the day when you couldn't microwave a bottle I don't know um having a baby is hard enough when you fought all the resources Um, and all they had was freaking hallucinogenic corn which so, seems bad for babies, I assume. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I, again, I do not know how people just survived like this. Like, so I know hard. they did, obviously, because we're here now in 2021. Thank but I'm just them like, good for, for them. We're very grateful. Um, they did it so, like, we don't have to. You know that meme that's like, my hands look like this so hers can look like that? Like, this is, this is, they put in the effort for us, you know. They walked so we could run. Like, thank you. <laughs> but, okay, just back to the baked bean baby scenario really quickly. Um, <laughs> When I was watching this happen, uh, and we see the witch, and she's, like, older, and she's, like, you see her ass, and she's got that ass that is a spooky she's ass. She's got that ass. She's got that spooky ass. Um, I thought that she was chopping up the baby and making him into baby stew to w- rub on her body so she could become young again, because I had seen the movie before, and I knew that that hot young witch is in it later on um, that Caleb sees. And so I wrote in my notes, this is why we do witchcraft to stop pancake ass. And so (laughs) I really thought that she chopped up baby Samuel to like get hot and young again, like hocus pocus style, where it's all about retaining that youthful glow. So it's cool to know that it also makes you fly. I wanted to do that too, frankly. I also was like baby blood for youth. Yeah. It's got to be both. <laughs> Combo pack. Maybe that's that's, yeah, it's, just, it's just another fun side effect of baby ointment. You know. Yeah. Oh, hot bod flying. <laughs> like, okay, it might be gross at first to chop up a baby, but then look at yourself. Oh, my God. Okay. Is it worth not it. worth it? Can you <laughs> argue with the results? 
She had those out too, and she was being the sexy witch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that was okay. Here's the thing: Caleb is like a preteen. He keeps looking at his sister's titties. Um, oh, I get it. She's the only girl around. It's complicated. Um, <laughs> and also, no offense to Lisa Tully, but sh- she's got a lot going on. Um, with the with her boobs, there's a lot of baggage there. Um, oh, certainly. But he goes into the woods. He sees the sexy witch. She's like Ichabod Crane's mom in Sleepy Hollow. You know what I mean? She's totally Ichabod Crane's mom. They look super alike. And I mean, she was also a witch. So all witches have that sexy low cut dress Mm -hmm. and fly in the sky and are hot because they chop up babies. So there you go. (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing before the witch scene, I was fully committed to my theory, um, and this is where this movie could be gayer, but arguably maybe is already gay. I was like, both Thomason and Caleb, gay. And then I was like, he's, he's, he's got a boob obsession, but first of all, whom among us does not? Um, and second of all, I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, that's something that you're supposed to like, even if you're supposed to resist it. But you know, from the Bible all about like, sin and looking lustily on people and you're not supposed to do that. So I was like, they feel like they're both baby gays. And he is like looking because he's he knows he's just about that age. And he's supposed to resist looking but he hasn't been looking and so he's like curious I was like fully um coming up with excuses for it in my brain because I was like they're both gay and then they, then he met the booby witch in the woods and I was like hmm yeah I mean I like I like that in in theory but I don't think I think he's super straight because he's super horny for his sister you know I but don't know also he's a he's tiny baby and I'm bad <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I actually, here's the thing about this movie. It is fully fucked um, with all parts of the family. But I love the sibling relationships so much. Um, and before things go fully off the rails, I also really like the father-daughter relationship that Thomason and William yeah. have. And it's, like, really sweet. Um, and also that, like, father-daughter solidarity when you're a teenage girl butting heads with your mom. Extremely relatable. So many of us have been there, but like, even though he's like starting to be like maybe puberty, he's still so little, and she still is like pulling him into her lap to comfort him, and she's like tickling him. Like it felt like Caleb was very much still baby, and and Thomason was like the best big sister. I totally agree. One, okay, that actor who plays Caleb is an absolute cutie patootie. His little freckles. I was like, oh. Um, but that's what makes like the later part of the film with like um his whole character which we'll get into all the more horrifying because he's got such like a cherubic little baby face um but I just think he's such a little sweetie even though obviously he's got a little bit of the hots for his sister you know but you know we talked about it there's no one else around so we're gonna not get too deep into that but he does so much to try to help his family like he goes with his dad into the scary scary wood that is very very scary and then he meets a spooky rabbit horrible very scary rabbit very terrifying and then he gets home and he covers his dad's ass for like lying to uh the mom and the mom 
And then he comes up with the cutest lie in the entire earth where he was like, Mommy, I saw an apple and I wanted you to be happy. And so I went to go find the apple for you. Like, that's so nice. That is nice, but I was also like, you guys are super religious. Isn't anybody mad about this lying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was bad. (laughs) That's, again, another thing. Like, all these people, you know, they're lying. They're doing all these things, and yet they're supposed to be incredibly religious. Like, Thomason calls her dad at the very end a hypocrite for doing Mm -hmm. all these things. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's, like, another, you know glaring thing that we notice watching this movie mm-hmm. the I hypocrisy only putting the pieces together in hindsight because i in my notes i was like caleb is lying why is hunting bad just because they're not allowed in the woods presumably which i think is part of it but also it's because they he wasn't like prepared to tell the mom about the traps at that point because they only had the traps because he sold the silver cup cup yeah the cup, the cup runneth over Thomason, Which she blames Thomason for losing or stealing when it's really the dad. The dad is out here causing trouble. Seriously, I was so mad at him during that dinner scene where he wasn't coming to Thomason's defense and Catherine mm-hmm. is just so obviously blaming Thomason for the death of Samuel like a thousand percent. Um, Which, like, and- understandable, and she's grieving, and Thomason was the only one there, and so, like, babies don't just disappear most of the time, so I can imagine why you would be, like, there's something that we are not hearing, there's something we don't, she, like, she's not telling us, mm-hmm. um, but also hated the dad in that moment. Like, all he could be, like, he wasn't even, like, Thomason didn't do it, he was just, like, Thomason says she didn't do it, and it's just, like, sir, sir. We're going to need you to stand up and be brave and tell the truth, but no. Oh, God. Okay, but also in my notes, I have, I'm weirdly attracted to the dad, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes, there was a scene where he's wearing just a sheet around his waist chopping wood, and I was like, I don't think I'm into the dad because he's very pasty, and I don't think that I like his long hair, but this concept is really speaking to me. Oh no! I oh. he's he's tall. He's skinny. He's waif like. He's got the long hair. hair. He looks like um, he's maybe sickly, which is something that I am into. I guess I don't know, but I am. He, he definitely <laughs> he definitely looks like a lot of boys that I would have been very into at bars in Silver Lake. <laughs> yeah, another moment later on where I thought the dad was hot. You know, for this role, that actor had to lose 30 pounds so he could look like he was a starving farmer in the middle of nowhere in the woods being attacked by a witch. And he did a really good job embodying that. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Oh, also, uh, you talked about the bunny rabbit uh, earlier. I know. We see the bunny rabbit. We see the bunny rabbit multiple times throughout this movie. And two things. One, the bunny rabbit is named Dizzy. Oh, I didn't know that. The bunny rabbit was named Dizzy, and Dizzy had a 16-year-old bunny handler. And apparently, Dizzy was one of the best uh, actors on stage. Like, hit 
all its shots did so well. Like they had were Black Philip, the goat. They oh, hated goat. Oh my god. They, I I have prepared for this discussion if we're ready to have it about Black Philip. <laughs> Let me finish with the hair because there's one thing that's very oh, important. Yeah. Because it's folklore, um, actual folklore, uh, people saw hairs as either um, familiars to witches or the actual witch itself. And there was all these rumors where men would end up following um, hares into the woods and would never return. Ooh. And so I think whenever we see the hair, it's supposed to represent there's witches in the woods. We see it with Caleb mm-hmm. and the dad when... Uh, Caleb and Thomason go back into the woods like th- that's why the dog and the horse get so freaked out when they're in the goat pen she sees the hair like feed like when she's dealing with goats so like that's supposed to represent Evil. a witch's yeah. hair yeah and like oh sorry you go Chelsea um, I wrote in my notes that I kept being like the devil bunny, the devil's in this bunny, the devil bunny ba- is back. Like the idea, and I read this on IMDb, but you're, you're, I didn't know the parts about like all the folklore with men disappearing into the woods following bunnies. Um, That's super interesting because like I could tell something was not right. I didn't know what it was until I read IMDb. But the idea that there's, like, this little spy the whole time. Because it's one yeah. thing the devil is just, like, corrupting them throughout. It's another thing entirely if you've also got, like, the witch's eyes on them the whole time. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And and you can tell that it's something – it's not just a bunny that's spooky looking. Because it, it's like, just stands eyes. there. Yeah. The little eyes and it just stares and stares and stares. So it's, like, it's taking it all in. And it makes me feel bad, too, because I feel like the bunny – like finds out about Caleb when um, William and Caleb go into the forest that first time to mm-hmm. check the traps. And like, then once the bunny gets the eyes on Caleb, it's like, I'm a witch on the inside and I'm going to get that boy. And then that does occur. <laughs> Caleb gets got. Caleb gets got. I know you were waiting to loop back to Black Philip, but can we talk about what happens to Caleb? Because I don't know that I get it. Uh, yeah, sure. We can talk about that now or whenever you want to. That the Caleb part is like the most fucked up part of the movie for me. <laughs> okay, so he goes into the woods and he's following the bunny and he comes upon like the wood witch's hovel and then sexy lady comes out and she like lures him in and she gives him kiss kiss and has scary hands that reveals like oh she's the the old witch all along um but then when he turns back up in the freezing rain naked like he's in the house he's sick there's that one point where his jaw locks up they pry it open and out comes like a rotting apple which terrifying mm-hmm. um and then he just like has his extremely dramatic death which we can talk about in my notes though I was trying to keep um count of all the the deaths as I often do um mm-hmm. and I usually try and write down the manner of death but for Caleb I just wrote died of witchery presumably um the baby got squished up for ointment, but, like, what was the deal with Caleb? Well, I think that, I mean, Caleb had been baptized because he was born back on the plantation, so they couldn't use him for ointment 
Um, probably couldn't eat him either because his body been like sanctified or whatever baptism does. I don't know. Um, but I, <laughs> I feel like that was part of like, just like this ongoing torture of the family, um, like psychological torture of the family. Cause I feel like maybe like their presence where they were just on the outside of like the witch's domain, um, was like maybe threatening and so they're doing like all they could to like rid them from that that land yeah it's a turf war a (laughs) hundred percent she's like this is my corner yeah because i think i think all that was just like that like obviously he gets possessed so so uh caleb's possessed either by a witch the devil whatever it may be um and also like it's interesting because like earlier in the film he is like a little horny you know he's looking at his sister's boobs and then he gets taken in and I it feels like it's pretty obvious that like something of a sexual nature is occurring with the witch um because of all of the kissy kiss stuff that happens and then when he comes back and he when he finally does die he literally like it's like he's simulating an orgasm as he dies and it's like super it is a hundred percent and it's super super like one disturbing two the worst thing I've ever seen in my life and three just like that's like the worst like possible thing for it to to like for a puritan family to be for his death to be so sexual in nature I think it's just meant to just absolutely fuck them all up mentally (laughs) for me yeah and when he, it, the apple, um, remember he lied to his mm-hmm. mom saying that, you know, we, I thought I saw apples. And so for him to have his have mouth apple. shut down and an apple popped out, like it's a represent, like a, a physical manifestation of his sin of lying because, um, uh, yeah, and also, like, he was like, I want to get you an apple, mom, to make you feel better. And then he gives her an apple, but <laughs> doesn't make her not feel This is more of the townspeople being like, don't look at boobs or you'll get got by a witch. Don't mm-hmm. lie about anything, especially apple trees, or you will vomit up a rotting apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, all right, Ugh. all right. I see, I see. That scene, that man. That that scene, Caleb's death is my favorite death. Because, oh, it's the best. I had truly no idea what was going on. But one, I love little baby Caleb. And two, he was so dramatic in it. Like so good. This performance was amazing. Let me find Seriously. my notes. Chill. I, I wish I had it. I wish that I had like what he said like written down but I couldn't write it down oh it's all happening so fast I have some of it also there's a moment before that when they're talking about like taking Caleb to the doctor where the mom is trying to get the dad to speak and she says think and he says I have not thoughts and I was like relatable Uh, (laughs) but okay so when he's like seizing essentially on the ground one thing he says is it's her a cat a crow and I think I don't remember if a cat comes back around but there's the scene where I thought it was a crow but then IMDb makes me think that it was a raven um but yeah I think that's supposed to be that though 
I think that reference is supposed to be to that bird that's in it. The raven was playing a crow in this movie. Um, They're synonyms (laughs) in this in this world. Yes, but like there's there's that part where he's saying all kinds of scary witchy things. Like he's also saying um, something about a broad axe, a narrow axe, cut off its head, Um, and then after that apple it seems almost like he is seeing god and and for a second you think like oh like prayer has saved him maybe like he's gonna be okay and then as it continues on you're like "Uh uh-oh this is bad um and i wrote in my because okay here's how my notes go i wrote caleb remembers his prayers at least i guess omg caleb is back now maybe he's okay oh no quote cast the light of countenance upon me he's dying um and then I wrote what an incredible death scene frankly because he kills it he absolutely kills it seriously like oh it's one of the most like disturbing death scenes like I've ever seen in a movie he's like yeah okay gore is crazy gore is really scary gore makes me go eh Um, but this was much deeper for me. I was just like, oh, this is going to be in my mind for many, many moons and I will be sad. Yeah, the way he like collapses back against the ground and then you see his body like slowly go slack and realize what's happening. Insane. Seriously, like, oh my God, just everything about that part is just so disturbing. I'm trying to find this quote and I, it's all, all I'm getting is like different stuff online and I don't want to read the wrong one. <laughs> oh, is this it? Oh, I found it. I found it. I think this is it. This is on Wikipedia. Okay, I'm going to read it. Caleb, raving. A toad, a cat, a crow, a raven, a great black dog, a wolf. She desires of my blood. She desires of my blood. She sends them upon me. She desires of my blood. They feed upon her teats. She desires of my blood. She desires of my blood. Her nether parts. She sends them upon me. She desires of my blood. My Lord, my Jesus, save me. She desires of my love. Think on Christ. She sends her devils. I am thine enemy. Enemy. Uh, she desires of my blood. Wallowing in the blood. Lots of blood My God, calm down. Chill out. I know. Cast the light of thy countenance upon me. Spread over me the last. Oh, this is when it gets. Okay, so that's all the beginning part that he says. And then I think this is the climax where he's like, literally, sorry. Cast the light upon my. Cast the light of thy countenance upon me. Spread over me the lap of thy love. Wash me in the ever flowing fountains of thy blood. Holy thine I am, my sweet Lord Jesus, my Lord, my love. Kiss me with the kisses of thy mouth. Oh, how lovely thou art. Thy embrace. My Lord, my Lord, my love, my soul's salvation, take me to thy lap. And then he dies. <laughs> so that is that is a prayer from one of the Puritan founders of New England. From Winthrop? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I found it somewhere else and he it wasn't exactly this. And so I was like, I'm going to read that and it's going to be wrong. Yeah, it's like a direct pull from his diary, right? Yes, and so basically this scene is Caleb like the devil is there but uh he is saying this prayer from one of the founding Puritan fathers and so he gets to go with Jesus like he has been saved like his soul is saved even though he was tortured by witches 
Oh, that's interesting. Really? Okay. Because I looked at the script when you were looking for this quote. I found a script and it says, Jonas and Mercy silently mouth the words as he says, and they tremor on the floor near him. And I yeah. didn't, I like knew they were like writhing over in the corner being like, I forgot my prayers. Thomason made me forget because she's a witch. Um, and I knew they were being little bitch babies, um, oh, little yeah. drama kings, little drama queens. And I was so mad at them. But I didn't realize that they're mouthing along. I thought they were just being like shitty toddlers. No, at that point, they're 100% like they're possessed. Like Jonas mm-hmm. and Mercy are 100% mm-hmm. like in the control of of uh, Black Philip, I believe. And I feel like they are for a lot of the film because they're so young and they're so impressionable and they spent so much time with him. Because I read somewhere in the Wikipedia trivia that, uh, Wikipedia, IMDb trivia, that when you like forget the Lord's Prayer, that's like a sign of possession. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that one. I and so, the trivia says, I think, like, if you're a witch, you can't say the full prayer. They say that Thomason made them forget it in the movie. I don't know if the witch thing is, like, witches can't remember it all or if, like, they know it in their head, but they can't make their mouth say it, which is yeah, kind of how I interpreted the trivia. Yeah, they probably, like, I mean, it makes sense that they wouldn't be able to say it because it's like the lord's prayer you know it's holy it's like how uh our dear friend uh the headless horseman couldn't go in the church or he'd blow up um so same type of energy but yeah i mean oh god that quote is so disturbing and i just the breathiness the way that he says the end like he's Mm -hmm. and he like rises up and the look in his eyes and he like touches his little mouth when he's like thy kisses upon thy mouth or whatever oh my god very upsetting we'll never forget the whole um spread me over the lap of thy love i was like no don't do not how about we don't do that do less of that (laughs) the one thing too that always blows my mind like we have to remember that these people jet like there was no difference between the real world and the supernatural world like these people Mm -hmm. genuinely believed that the devil and the witches and all these things were like real real yeah oh yeah because this is the moment where the twins are like thomason is a witch and her parents immediately turn on her which is fucked but also if you think that she's a witch and she's now killed two of your kids like of course you're going to you know what I mean because you've got two other little babies right there that you need to protect but at the same time the dad is still being like just tell me what's going on um even when he like chases her outside basically he like goes to comfort her outside um after Mm -hmm. she runs away in the wake of Caleb's dramatic death and he's like holding her in his arms and he's still being like just tell me what's going on like okay you will have to do a witch trial tomorrow that's not gonna be fun um but I you're my daughter and I love you just tell me what the deal is here right like he wants he wants to know like are you doing this are you a witch like I've seen it with my eyes like I know some like there is a witch among us like he feels like he's got irrefutable proof at this point 
Exactly. It's nice that I he still tried to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, I think he a little bit thought like, okay, probably there's no hope for her if she's a witch by now, but maybe we can like get the witch out of her somehow if she's being possessed. Like if she hasn't signed the devil's book, but somehow the witches are like using her for their yeah. evil purposes. Um she will have to I don't know this is before the Salem witch trials I don't know what they were doing for witches at this time if they were doing the whole like do they float do they sink do they light on fire whatever you do for witches um all all, (laughs) lots of things that seem bad seem not good crushing you know um lots going on there I just feel bad, you know, for people at this time, especially young Thomason, like you can't go through a bad girl phase at all without being (laughs) deemed a witch, you know? She doesn't even know how to write her name, so she couldn't have written it in the book yet. And, you know, she's just going through a little bit of a time. But I just have to say we haven't talked about it enough about how much Jonas and Mercy suck. Like, I hate them so much. They suck so bad. They're both really creepy. Also... Great names. Really good names. Really good names. And they're like snuggling always. And I love them. And I think they're adorable. And I do think that they're like very bratty toddlers, but also I relate to that. Um, (laughs) But the second that like we meet them essentially, not the second that we meet them, but very early on, they're singing their song about how Black Philip is king. And I was just like, I've seen this movie, but even if I hadn't, I could tell you that this was a bad sign. No, 100%. That, uh, the song that they sing is Black Philip, Black Philip, a crown go- grows out his head. Black Philip, Black Philip, to nanny queen is wed. Don't know what that means. Jump to the fence post, running in the stall. Black Philip, Black Philip, king of all. King of the sky I- and land as well. And the sea and the sand. Wow, he's got it covered. First of all, only Jesus is king or whatever. Um, so, say, yeah. say it's probably both the Bible and Kanye. Um, but I don't know. I it and just I'll, I'll, feels like blasphemy right out the gate. You know, a hundred percent. And at the end of the song, they said, "We are ye servants. We are ye men." Black <gasps> Philip eats the lions from the lion's den. So straight Telling up, they're like, else. "They're like, hello, mother. Hello, father. We are cute little twins, and we are possessed by the goat." And they're just spelling it out in sing song version. That is exactly what they're doing. <laughs> immediately being right. like we serve because the devil so like they just think it's like oh they're just singing fun children's songs you know how kids are <laughs> and then okay they're down by the river when thomason and caleb are down there and mercy comes sneaking up on them and she's like i am the witch of the woods um being just you know absolute witch of the woods material we find out later telling the truth essentially um yeah. But being a bratty little baby. And then, okay, the way that Thomason immediately pounced on her and was like, no, I'm the witch of the woods and I will eat you. I was like, this is big sister shit and I love it. I love that. Oh my God. She is so great. She runs up to her and she's like, I am that very witch. When I sleep, my spirit slips away from my body and dances naked with the devil. That's how I signed his book. <laughs> like, that wow. That just like such traditional sibling shit to me. Um, like, I get that this is the 1600s, but I felt like this dialogue could easily be in a modern day movie where a tiny little baby is being like, I'm the witch. And the big sister is like, you want to talk about witches? Guess what? I'm a witch. I will devour you whole. 
And also she like gets real fucked up. She's like, yeah, my master wanted a baby. So I took him to Sam and you're next, essentially. <laughs> she like, helps her. I don't know. I, that, I just like love the sibling dynamic there, even though later we find out a little more going on than that. A little more to it. Just a little bit more. Wow, yeah, I'm an only child, so I missed out on all of these formative I be the witch of the wood moments that I could have had. Too bad. Very disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I'm a quasi-only have... child, so I feel that as well. You know what? None of us have to each other. <laughs> I feel like we already do, so we're there. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I am a little sister. Um, I'm not an older sister. I just have a brother. But I just feel in my heart that that is how it goes. Yeah. Okay, well, can we can we talk about Black Phillip for a second now? Yes, yes, yes. We've we'll gotten to Black this place. So I feel like the twins, there was that moment where – the mom was like very mad to discover that the twins were alone with Black Philip, which first of all, foreshadowing, but I was also like, is the goat dangerous? Turns out goats, not good. Yeah. I mean, goats in general are like evil. You know, One ate evil. my dress at a state fair back in the day. Never get over it. Oh my God. I mean, I love goats. I love looking at goats. I like that their eye pupils are like a rectangle or whatever. That's demonic, even of, in and of itself. 100%. 100%. That just, I will have to read about why that is, but it seems wrong. Like, honestly, the fact that this family had a goat at all, I was kind of like, you've brought this on yourself. Maybe don't have a goat. Yeah, no and goats also- can be aggressive. So I wouldn't want my small children around male goats. Yeah, I would I not guess- want a goat the kids around a goat that big no matter what that goat in actuality is a goat named charlie and he's 210 pounds 210 pounds that's like 14 jonas and mercies that's not math but (laughs) one and he was a dick on set everybody hated working with him because he was aggressive (laughs) yeah so like let's get into black philip this black philip I'm obsessed with him. This is this is a thing about this movie is like Black Phillip kind of like stole the show and it kind of pissed off the director just just to start because, you know, everybody was, was so obsessed obsessed with him and how terrifying he is. He has so many iconic moments and like the director, this is like his debut film. He like researched this movie for fucking 4 years, pulled the dialogue directly from ye old texts. Like the entire movie is filmed using 90% like natural and found light and they didn't light it. Like it's Which, like beautiful. Beautiful by candlelight. Literally incredible. So great. And like there's so much that went into this movie and everyone's like, "But that go." <laughs> <laughs> So I can understand why you'd be frustrated. I also was one of those people who was like, but that goat. Before I had my current car, I had a uh, 2017. Yeah, that checks out. A 2017 Ford Escape that was all black and even the hubs were black, which sounds fancy, but it was on special. Um, and I thought, <laughs> I thought that it was very beautiful and very spooky. And I named my car Black Phillip because I had just seen the witch. So like this goat really spoke to me. But may I say something yes. super, super cheesy? I want to hear it. Black Phillip is the goat. <laughs> Oh. 
I mean, honestly, <laughs> it did have to be said. It really did have to be said. But I wish you didn't have to say it, but you had to say it. And so I still love you, but I will. This will haunt me. <laughs> um, put it on my tombstone. That's why she got killed. <laughs> but okay, so something that I loved about this movie when I was first doing research on it, like just because I liked it so much back in 2017 which is when I saw it first, I found this article and the title of the article was Black Philip: the real story behind the breakout goat from the witch. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that that was like the best title that I had ever seen in my entire life. And I read it, the article front to back and then read it again t- for today. So I'm just going to read a couple of little bit of tidbits from this beautiful, beautiful article. Um, the, the subtitle, what's it called? You know these things. The the byline, the tagline of this article, Chelsea writes. I, I don't know what you're talking about, so it's hard for me to it's know. like the title of the article and then the little text that's right below it. That's what I'm talking about, the little text. Not the lead, because that's like the first sentence. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it says forget tagline is the best that I got. Uh this, this is what it says. Forget CG. The horn star of the horror release is an extremely real 210-pound t- Billy named Charlie who put his co-star in the hospital and still his, gives his director nightmares. So, like, wow. We'll never live up to be anywhere near as iconic as Black Phillip or Charlie, excuse me, just from the get-go. But- truly possessed by the devil. Truly insane. It's really funny yeah. to me that you say um, the director was mad that Black Phillip stole the show because Black Phillip was supposed to be in more scenes. Like they had yeah. more planned for Black Phillip that they had to cut because Charlie was such a little monster. He's a diva on set. He wouldn't fucking do what he was supposed to do. They said that every time he was supposed to be unhinged and crazy in the movie, he just wanted to fucking chill. And whenever he needed to just be chill, he was trying to kill everyone. For example, I'm not sure if this is exactly the scene, but from what I read, it points to this. I think the part when uh, Jonas and Mercy are singing their song for the first time about Black Phillip, and then like everybody's fucking freaking out. And William goes and tries to put Black Phillip back into his uh, cage when he, like, runs and tries to attack William. I think that was not scripted, and he actually just tried to attack William, and William just kind of went with it and put him away. So, like, I mean, that added to it. He's doing a little bit of, you know, like, off-the-cuff improvisation. He's an incredible actor, young Charlie. Charlie was, (laughs) was fully method for this role. 100%. And they only picked Charlie because, one, he was the spookiest one, and he had the longest horns. But something that I didn't know is that those horns are, like, kind of serrated. I don't know if serrated is the word, but, like, bumpy, scratchy on the outside. So even if you're not, like, being impaled by the tips, which is what I thought was probably happening in William's death scene... Uh, I think also just the outsides can really fuck you up because at one point during filming... Black Phillip, a.k.a. Charlie, like, rammed poor actor who plays William, and it dislodged a tendon from his ribs, and he had to go to the hospital, and then was on painkillers for the entire rest of the production. I hate that. I hate that. I I hate and love Charlie in equal measures. <laughs> um, yeah, they were trying to make Black Phillip, like, they're 
in the beginning of the movie, he was supposed to be in it, like, a little bit less than he was, like, the middle chill part, and he was supposed to be in it more at the end, but he was so rambunctious that, like, because they wanted to downplay it, so you didn't know immediately that Black Phillip was going to be important, um, and that didn't work at all, because he was <laughs> wanting, he wanted to do it, um, but in one of the 30 second spots for this movie also they announced that a new horror icon is born amid shots of black philip rearing up and galloping sideways and breathing heavily in a dark manger and i just really like that that idea and i really want to find that video because it's true he is so iconic do you know how many people have a tattoo of this goat on their body now (laughs) thousands thousands (laughs) I looked into this before. Um, but yeah, he he just was kind of an absolute douche. But the best part I think about this is that like they wanted him to do some tricks that he could not do because he was too rambunctious. And so, <laughs> and so they're like, all right, well, we're not going to do CGI because one, we don't have a budget. And two, we want this to be all homegrown. Uh, and so they made a puppet <laughs> of him, just the top half, and they tried to use that, and it looked like shit. So they're like, okay, no. So then they commissioned another puppet that was, like, full size, and they made it in L.A., and then someone had to fly in an airplane and with them in one seat and this giant black goat sitting in the seat next to them <laughs> and bring it up to Ontario, and that still looked like shit. And so... I don't know what they ended up doing, but I think they they use that uh, like a puppet or something for the scene where William does die because like I think it would have been a bit too dangerous to try to trust Charlie to not actually murder William. Because <laughs> let me find this one quote. Hold on. Let's hope they also use the puppet in the scene where William locks his toddler children and his teenage daughter in the goat pen with Black Philip and the nanny goat which is what you call lady goats which is the whole oh. went to the nanny queen thing earlier um that's why i did not yeah get yeah, yeah nanny goats are just girls um but i mean charlie clearly a menace can you imagine being like we've got these three-year-olds on set throw them in an enclosed area with this monster goat like please let it have been the puppet i so i know so. <laughs> The director talked about how um, like leads and handlers were CGI'd out. Oh, so they yeah. had like hands on Philip. So it might have been like he had like he was kind of like restrained. A hand, like, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So they Speaking of restrained, shot. just a quick side note. There's one moment in the film, I think when they're looking for Caleb, when the two twins are literally tied to a fence post and it makes me laugh so hard. I love that I part. <laughs> I was like, ah. Yeah. Uh, a baby leash the original original baby leash a hundred percent same thought i'm usually (laughs) super against baby leashes but when i saw that i was like fucking finally these twerps are tied up (laughs) the parents were like we've already we have now lost three children like you do have to stay here like you can't go anywhere Okay, so I found the quote. So the okay. guy who plays William, was his name is Ralph Enison. Oh, I don't know if that's how you say it. But anyway, like we said earlier, he had dropped 30 pounds for this role. And so he was like kind of like not in his full weakened state. And little Charlie here had 50 pounds on him. <gasps> um, so he had to have all these interactions with Charlie, a.k.a. Black Phillip. And it, he was like, 
he's quoted as saying as I didn't have a lot of gas in the tank really so it was kind of like hard for him to be literally sparing with this goat that then went on to dislodge one of his tendons that actually did happen but he said he fucking hated Black Phillip William hated him. He said he was horrible, really, really horrible. From the moment we set eyes on each other, it was just kind of hate at first sight. He had two modes, chilling out and doing nothing or attacking me. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Just A rivalry for the ages. A true feud. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is that everybody hated the goat, except for his handler, and the handler was just like, everybody hated the goat, but like, there was this one scene where he had to do this crazy kick on a leash and not hurt the children. And he did it right like five or ten times, and he did a great job. So I don't uh-huh. know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm glad Charlie's got at least one person in his corner. It can be lonely being the villain in a story. Yeah. And, and the director said that after the, the movie was over, at one point he went to this restaurant called, like, The Smoking Goat or something like that. And he purposely ordered a goat, like, meal and ate it thinking of Black Philip because he hates him so Spiritually, Charlie, I am going <laughs> to chew you up and spit you out. Yep. So that's the story of Black Phillip. I love him. He's a beautiful goat. And I miss my car named Black Phillip, though though uh he he served me well at the time and we will be posting a photo of black philip the car next to black philip the goat (laughs) on our instagram story i will provide that for you uh chelsea and it's gonna be really nice you'll love it (laughs) okay i said earlier there was a moment that i screamed in this movie um there there's like a whole sequence here that made me extremely upset um where Catherine gets got by the devil um, and she has her whole little fantasy of Caleb with Samuel, and she's losing it. Um, but then the crow, raven, whatever it is, is like, the the second that she's like, I'm going to breastfeed this baby, I was like, no. Um, and I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't know. I didn't remember that it was a crow pecking at her nipple and that she would wake up the next morning with a bloody nipple and the dress, like, just horrifying to me. Absolutely awful. Hated all of it. Um, I thought that was the worst it was going to be. But then the dad steps outside and immediately gets got by back Philip, and that's when I screamed. Gore! it was too much. I was overwhelmed. After the crow nipple, to have Black Philip jumping out of nowhere, like, it was, I couldn't take it absolutely horrifying really quick side note about the lady who uh plays Catherine. her character in game of thrones chelsea you're the expert correct mm-hmm. me if i'm wrong but doesn't she have her whole thing is that she so breastfeeds her son until he's like 10 so like yeah. there's like a lot of like breastfeeding related shit with her and like That's i don't like I that it's earlier she's got a lot of baggage with those boobs and it's not good very alarming but another thing I totally missed and only realized when reading the IMDB trivia is that like apparently I guess they they don't show it explicitly but she signs her book in the book of the devil before she starts getting teated up by the crow (laughs) I'm sorry I said it that way but it's true uh but but yeah apparently she like became a witch in that moment when she sees her children and they they like 
get her to sign sign it. I don't I didn't realize that. Did you guys realize that? I did not. I I didn't um either time that I watched and then I read the IMDb trivia and I was like, "Oh yeah," as if I had known it all along. So I guess some <laughs> part of me recognized. Maybe he mentions a book. I don't Caleb, but I don't I don't I didn't write it down. Yeah, and also there's something some other note that I read that um like the crow or raven could be like a familiar and they do like suckle blood from things. So that I think was another like from witches. So I think that that's a sign. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The witches like feed their familiars with a blood nipple. And that's just a commonplace thing. Which also kind of sacrifices to be made as a witch, I guess. It it does you gotta do around a little bit do. when Thomason is milking the nanny goat and it's just blood. Um, and then you find out like the the little bunny has been in there. The lady is in there sucking on that nanny goat later on. Um, yeah. Just a lot of really horrible stuff. So okay, what happens once they get once Jonas and Mercy and Thomason get like locked into the the little cabin with with um black philip and the nanny goats like after william puts them into the manger that's what it's called what what is going on there in the night like did J- jonas and mercy die and we never see it like i just it's I all chaos the i added them to my body count and in the notes i wrote presumably torn apart in the goat shed well mm-hmm. so i read something which is dicey um because I'm assuming they were older, they were all baptized. But at the very, very end, we see a bunch of the witches in the woods uh, float. And they're they're all just, like, floating up in the air. And so maybe, even though they were baptized, they can still be used as baby ointment. And so that's what happened to the twins. Oh, that's interesting. Because I thought for sure, like, they're too old to be ointment and too young to be witches, which is why they got got. Yeah, and they're so annoying. So, they which got is died. why they needed to be murdered. And mm-hmm. I guess they were young enough to be turned into baby ointment. Hmm. I mean, that would be helpful for the witches uh, if they were, because that's a lot of baby right there. Toddler size, that's great. Two of them, too. Like, I that know. clearly could lift up eight witches. Yeah, for sure. If you're sparing with it, 100%. <laughs> oh my god (laughs) but yeah I mean just because I hated them so much I know you love them Chelsea I really would have liked to have a little more clarity there with what happened to them but you know mystery is important I guess and so fine but that moment when um um oh yeah I mean the the moment that just made that made you scream that you were just talking about Chelsea like I William gets out of bed with his bloody nippled wife. He walks outside. The first thing he sees is all the nanny goats massacred. And he sees his daughter just start to lift up her head and then immediately gored. Like, oh, God. And then the fact that it's not even him being gored that really gets him got. It's that (laughs) Charlie, a.k.a. the Black Phillip, comes back with a vengeance and just rams him into that big thing of wood. And he is just, like, smooshed to death by all of the big pieces of wood that he chopped it's just he doesn't get any better for william he's just getting it 
from all sides here. It's not good. <laughs> if Caleb had to learn don't look at titties and don't lie about apples, I guess William's lesson was like stop chopping wood all the fucking time. Um, which Thomas <laughs> does looks- call him out oh. on. When she's doing her whole, like, you're a hypocrite thing, she's like, you just chop wood. And I was like, he is chopping wood an awful lot. But he looks so sexy chopping that wood. But, like, (laughs) if my clothes needed to be washed in a stream, I, I, once more, none of us could survive at this time. We just are not (laughs) built for it. Um, But I certainly would not take the opportunity to be like, sure, I have literally nothing to wear but a sheet, but I'll just get some wood chopping done in the meantime. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that's an excuse to hang out inside and just chill a little bit. Well, I would imagine if I was someone who was, like, uh, coordinated enough to chop wood without chopping off my foot, my leg, maybe a finger, any sort of thing that is attached to my body, which would probably be maimed in the process, it would be very cathartic (laughs) to chop wood, you know? Just seems like a great way to get out some anguish, just, ugh, you know? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that seem nice? So he's got a lot of anguish because he's condemned his family to death due to his pride. Um, So maybe he's getting out the guilt that way. (laughs) Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. That's how I feel about it. But okay, is it time to talk about like the beautiful, beautiful ending of this film? Because like, it's the best. I would like to say just really quickly before we do that, there's one more death before we get to that point, and that's the mom. Um, I thought I totally forgot. Yeah, and, like, that part is so heartbreaking to me. I mean, you can understand why this woman, like, fully fucking snaps. Um, Don't Mm -hmm. like, though, how she kept calling Thomason a slut. First of all, leave my baby alone. Um, I love Thomason. I would die for her. But then she has not become Anna Taylor Ho yet. Okay, that's like once Black Phillip comes fully into the picture for her, she's still Anya Taylor Joy at this point. Oh, and she's on the ground. Her mom is on top of her, like throttling her, and she's just like, "I love you. I love you." Like, ugh, my heart. Sad. And then she she gets her with the freaking whatever that is knife thing. Maybe the wood chopping implement itself. Um, it's some kind of like butcher knife, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And like she's just gushing blood onto her daughter's face. And then you think that maybe like that would be the wake up call. I thought maybe she would be like, oh my god, this is my daughter. No, she just goes full <laughs> in, and then she has to get absolutely chopped in the face by her own daughter. Very sad. Very upsetting. All the blood on 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 beautiful Thomason's face. No, but she does look really good with blood on her. She does. Yeah, she look looks really great. Blood on her. I don't know how old she was when she filmed this, so I'm hesitant to um talk about that too much. But she's a tiny delight. I'll say that. That's age appropriate, regardless. <laughs> She was 19. Oh, yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming through with that one. She's 24 now, she so we're good. She's tiny baby hottie, um, obsessed with her, love her. The blood, as always, does everything for us. <laughs> like how the hell that like, is. Like, is like, we can are we being confused? Are we being predators? I was 17. I didn't want to say anything. That's not okay. 
No, it's good to be sure. It, you need to be. This is the fact checking that has to be done. But okay, yeah. So when I was watching this again last night, um, and we got to this part where our beautiful girl is being covered in blood, I was still really mad at Sydney because I didn't know she had watched the movie once again, super blasted on the devil's lettuce, and was having an enjoyable experience. So it was like, well, she's even covered in blood, and Sydney didn't even like that. Oh my god, I'm so mad. <laughs> so um. I was seething in that moment, um, but I'm glad to know that you did have an enjoyable experience the second time. I have since calmed down. I have since calmed down, so we're good. <laughs> it's just like if that moment couldn't do it for Sydney, there was truly no saving this movie for her. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, this, at least she should have had one moment of joy. <sighs> <laughs> There, we've talked about this a little before, though, but after this is what comes the real sexy joy of the film, though, because she goes inside. We talked about it in the beginning. This is the moment where the movie could have stopped and become a different movie where it's like, is any of this real? We don't know. Um, But instead, there's a moment where the subtitles say, and once more, the subtitles had some real gifts in terms of describing the spooky sounds we were hearing. Oh, yeah. But this one said, chimes continue ominously. And I loved that. Um, (laughs) And that's when she goes to investigate these ominous chimes. And she's covered in blood in the candlelight. And I wrote, wow, in my notes. Um, (laughs) And then she goes to talk to Black Philip. And what she says is, Black Philip, I conjure thee to speak to me. Speak as thou doth speak to Jonas and Mercy. Dost thou understand my English tongue? Answer me. And I was like, okay, powerful. But then you see not a goat in the background, but sexy little cowboy throwback revolutionary america boots stepping into frame wow god i mean we knew that the handsome devil phrase came from something but it came from this cowboy demon cowboy satan (laughs) like that i love that's a big reason why i love black philip so much that he's hot as a goat and he's hot as the devil and he's got that little whisper oh my god the whisper (laughs) He's got a sexy whisper like Chelsea does that we use. He's got in our a whisper where he's like, "Wouldst thou like to taste butter?" And it's like, "Yes, Ooh. I would." And I was like, "Yes, you can butter my biscuit." I <laughs> always would like to taste butter, uh, but it's got an even deeper meaning here because apparently butter was like very sinful. Um, don't know why. But IMDb trivia told me that eating butter was worse than lying um, for some reason. Listen, one thing we have learned is the Puritans don't like to have fun. Like There's nothing. No and everybody, knows, everybody knows that butter is the funnest thing in existence. Yeah. And here, Okay, here's the IMDb trivia entry. It's Black Philip asks the girl, Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? At the time, 15th and 16th century, the Catholic Church declared eating butter was a bigger sin than lying, blasphemy, and impurity. Blasphemy sounds like a really big sin for butter to be bigger than. (laughs) 
You know what this is telling me? This is telling me that food was so fucking shit back then. Like everything was so disgusting. That one dude finally tasted like a religious dude tasted butter for the first time and he almost owed and he was like, that's sinful. I should never feel this joy. <laughs> and so we're cutting it off. No, never again. It's do we think that butter being a sin is where I can't believe it's not butter stems from. (laughs) This is so good. I cannot believe it's not sending me to hell right now. Exactly. (laughs) I can't believe I can experience this rapturous, illegal, blasphemous joy, but it not be blasphemous. And I won't go to hell for it. I just can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> I can have I the taste of butter believe. and go to heaven. Like, we're blessed. Canada. <laughs> they didn't have it's not, you, I can't believe it's not butter back in the day. Once more, we would not survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I had to choose between eating butter and becoming a witch, 100% Black Phillip signed me up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I want to just. Eat butter. I'm ready to sing it anyway. Black Phillip is sexy. They all get naked. They all get to fly in the woods. Sounds great to me. I'm on board. They find she finally gets to have fun. Just like giving me everything I want. He sells it in the first word. Like he sells it in the first second of his pitch. He's an incredible salesman. Didn't need to mention the pretty dress. Didn't need the dress at all. First of all, everybody's naked. Why are we even pretending? Exactly. Butter, sign me up, baby. But also the way, again, the best quote from this entire movie is when he, after the butter, after the dress, and he's like, would you like to live deliciously? What is thou? (laughs) And here's the thing. I would. That was real sexy. I would like to live deliciously. Give give me this sir. Yes, 210 pound goat. I would like to live deliciously. Would I marry, like, murder my whole family to live deliciously? I don't know. But if my whole family was already murdered, Uh yes, I would like to live deliciously. Yeah. Yes. It's either that or death. And so give give me the butter. Give me the butter, baby. Seriously. And And then Thomason is, like, experiencing joy. She's, like so thrilled she looks like she's having a great time you know of all the possible outcomes at that moment if they had ended when it was before the ominous continuing chimes when she was just sitting at the table inside to leave you to wonder like what's real what's not real um that would be bleak as hell but instead they're like okay yes this is a scary movie yes lots of people died but thomason is having a great time and you're rooting for her she's your little queen and i'm like hell yeah oh my god this the whole end scene so yeah we get the sexy we get the sexy goat man man hybrid devil that we're we're talking about here we get a sexy whisper mentions of butter also a pretty dress later on love a pretty dress he teaches her how to write her name into the book of witches or whatever the hell it's called very nice teaching her I how to write my hand that is Hot. Hot. That's like when I was young and no one had ever kissed me before. And I wish that someone would say, when we were like, can I kiss you? I would say, I don't know how. And then they'd say, I'll teach you. That's the same energy. That's the exact same energy. So that really did it for me. 
Also, immediately afterwards, they she goes on a naked stroll in the wood with him in goat form again in the moonlight. Romance, romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they Lots get to go to a cool bonfire. Uh, amazing. Why don't we have a nudie bonfire sometime? We will. We will. We'll get there. I love that. We do. I did. I that. wrote in my notes. Uh, next witch ceremony nude question mark bonfire double question mark it's gotta be a yes for me 100 percent. i'm in the market to getting my fireplace that's in this a thousand year old apartment i live in fixed so we can have like a bonfire so we can be inside so we can be nude and not go to jail and it's cold and we'll be warm and we can try that very soon, so I'll keep it. It sounds posted. like a great compromise to me, because in the woods and nude in the woods is like, would I do it for the aesthetic? Very possibly, yes. Um, but it's a lot to ask. We just got to work up to that point. I don't think we should start there. Start small. Start small. Make sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that especially comes in the woods, and Sydney here doesn't go into the woods. So we got to work up to it. <laughs> My mom has 13 acres of land, and there's enough space that's adjacent to the woods, Ooh. but not in the woods, that we could do this. Sold. You Sold. Sold. Come to Alabama. Buy my flight get, now. We would not get arrested for trespassing, which is something that would be very embarrassed if arrested nude. So <laughs> I appreciate that aspect. Okay. Anyway, we yeah, I'm sure my mom won't care. Before we can do that, we do have to finish this episode. Um, we've done a couple of our regular things right now. I think we all agreed Caleb's death is our favorite death by far. 100%. Like, lots of yes. other good ones. The mom is a good death scene. The dad is a good death scene. But, like, nothing can compare. Um, I think it could be gay. Or, I mean, I think Thomason, there's plenty of room for her to be gay, especially now that she's in covenant with the devil and, and is um, a witch. You know what I mean? Like, that's that I feel like is inherently gay to some degree, you know? I feel like the part at the end yeah. is her coming out party. Amazing. Yeah. And once again, bisexual queen, because there's mm. a flirtation there with Black Philip. Like, let's not 100%. play. I love to be represented in film. A witch okay. by loves goats. Mm. Amazing. <laughs> so other than that, we've got our dumb bitch award to give out. Oh, I have very strong feelings about this. I also have a very strong feeling about this. Okay, one of you go first then. I can go first. I think it is without any argument, unless you argue with me, in which case uh-huh. there is an argument. But I think William <laughs> is a fucking dumb bitch. William is a dumb bitch. He is a dumb bitch. From the beginning of this movie, I was like, his pride cast them out. His pride cast them out. That is why they're out in the world all by themselves with nothing. And then he's a big liar who lies. He doesn't defend his daughter. He brings Caleb into the cursed woods, cursed woods. And so that's how the witch sees Caleb. And then that's how Caleb gets got. And then he doesn't know how to tame a beautiful goat. And so <laughs> he gets gored and his own passion for wood, wood chopping kills him. And I think that he's the dumb bitch, and I hate him, and I'm so mad at him. But he is hot when he chops the wood, and that's what I think. Yes, <laughs> uh, that is 
<laughs> my thing. I'm just like, even though he's so sexy when he's brooding and so sexy <laughs> when he's chopping wood and so sexy when he's very concerned about his bewitched son, he is the dumbest of them all. Yes. So, he does so literally stupid. say at that one point, think I have no thoughts. Like, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that is dumb bitch material right there. <laughs> Big dumb bitch energy, William. Like, please. Please, sir. I know that God is king or whatever. Jesus is king or whatever. But, like, your family. Your family. Your family. Think about your family. Hate him. Yeah, I don't know that I would have um, come to that conclusion on my own, but now that you both have said it, I'm like, how could I ever have considered anybody else? So <laughs> I am fully prepared to give William the Dumb Bitch Award. He deserves it. I He is definitely deserve it, but I also think the twins honorary should mention. be up honorary. there as well. Honorary yeah. mention. I hate they are so toddlers. Much. They don't really know what they're doing. Somebody should have a better eye on them. Obviously, there's a lot going on. But, but like, they should know better than to talk to the goat. In like, this household? In this household? You're yeah. telling me that they're going to be like, let me talk to Black Philip and call him the king, and he's going to whisper to me and it's fine? They know better. No. Absolutely not. I agree. They get the honorary mention. Okay, so honorary mention. Does Matthew Lillard find a place in our beautiful film? I, for one, think it's perfect without him. <laughs> he was okay. I think he could have been one of the judges mm. that mm. sent the family away, like a quick, like okay. one two line. Like I would just, I think I want to see him in period piece. Ooh, like I think yeah. he would be yeah. a sexy puritan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and no offense to any of them. They all did a great job or whatever, but they're not memorable. Um, Matthew Mm -hmm. Lillard brings a little something special to every role he does. I thought maybe he could be Person Black Philip, but Person Black Philip is already so good as is. You know what I mean? That, like, I think I would be distracted if I was like, is that Matthew Lillard? Um, I think he would, I think you're spot on with one of the townspeople in the beginning. That feels Mm -hmm. like a good spot for him to have a moment where he's like, are you seriously gonna dip because of your pride instead of just following the rules like everybody else does? Um, and it wouldn't be like terribly distracting. I mean, it would be a little distracting. But, then, but it would be like that. right at the beginning, so you would forget. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. Like, I forgot that scene even happened at all. <laughs> so you might have paid even more attention to the opening scene if you're like, oh my God, Matthew Lillard. Remember that part? I, I must focus on this thing. <laughs> that's true. Maybe I would have understood the takeaway there if Matthew Lillard had been there underlining the importance for me. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so now we got to do our knives out of fives. And so who wants to take this one for, for the first the first stab at it? I think Sydney should go first so that we can end on a high note after her. <laughs> okay, but what did it, like, what was the overall rating for this? Yes, movie? okay, I realized that we forgot to do that last time, and that's always, I've appointed that to myself as my job because I'm always fascinated about it. Um, and we forgot to say Sleepy Hollow, and doesn't matter now. But this movie on IMDb, it gets 6.9 out of 10, 
And on Rotten Tomatoes, this is super interesting, actually. It got 90% fresh from critics, but the audience only gave it 59% fresh. Actually, 59% might be rotten. It's like a huge disparity. I could see that. It's because they didn't watch it with subtitles. I think that's honestly a lot of it. Like, I'm sure critics had a lot more time to, like, process and think and rewatch and also appreciate all of the, like, logistical elements and, like, filmmaking, blah, blah, blah. Um, Whereas, like, the common person in the audience is just going to be like, what did they say the whole fucking movie? Which was me in the theater when I watched it. But also I was like, yes, I love it and I am here for it. Um, But I did finish the movie being like, don't really know what happened. Um, so I can see why people would not know what happened. And also if they found it slow, like you did the first time, Sydney, I can, I can see why people would be like, you know, it's better than nothing. I'll give it 59%, but I can, I, I don't agree, but I can, I, I get it, you know? Yeah. So where are you at, Sid? What are, what do you feel in the end? I'm going to give this a 3.5 out of 5. Oh. That's not that bad. It's not that bad. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I enjoyed this movie a lot more the second time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Again, I was high, I had subtitles on, and it was dark. So it is a, I had a really, like, it. I really felt a lot of suspense mm-hmm. watching this movie. So I would I would say this is not a horror movie it's a suspense movie more than a horror movie and so I think I I thought it would be more horror when I watched it the first time and then knowing what I knew I I don't want to say expected less but I expected a different thing so I was able to enjoy it in a different way you set yourself up for success the second time through totally yes well that makes me happy I don't feel so insecure anymore (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea do you want to go next yeah I also really liked this movie like I said I loved it in theaters um I really liked rewatching it but I also um other than when we were talking about what movie to do after Sleepy Hollow and I was just like googling around recent movies because I you know Sleepy Hollow is an older horror movie um and I wanted us to jump into the present a little bit And I was just like, period, piece, woods, amazing. Let's do it next. But I haven't really thought about it in the meantime um, since I saw it in 2015. So I don't want to rate it like too, too high because while I really like it, it's not something I ever thought about rewatching. But I also want to give it a really good score. So I'm going to give it, I think, like a 4.8 knives out of fives. That's a really I good score. I guess five. But a five. To me, those that point two deduction feels um, like the, the – I'm very generous with my fives when I want to give a five. You know what I mean? So to me, to, to be ranking it down like that is like, okay, I like you, but I'll see you again in five years. <laughs> okay. I respect that, and I, re- I appreciate that. So, okay, Chelsea, you're the keeper of the keys. Did I ever give anything a five yet? Baba Duke? Let's see. Um, I believe that your highest might have been Blair Witch Project. Yeah, oh. your highest was Blair Witch Project, which you gave 4.967. 
Ah, okay, 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 okay. That's pretty high. I, I don't know. <laughs> that is really high. I mean, I feel like for this one, I'm going to have to give it a 4.99999 repeating infinitely into time because, like, I haven't met the movie that changes my whole life yet. Um, mm-hmm. But this one got pretty close because it changed a big part of my life, making me name my car a name. Um, so yeah. I feel like that's pretty big. I also just think this movie – is just like a freaking work of art and I didn't know all the hard work that went into it as far as like the research that the um director did before um for four years leading up to it um also this was his film debut which is so freaking impressive um another thing I didn't know is that this movie created an entire new like genre or inspired a whole new genre of films that have come in the last five years and it's like called it's so obnoxious but it's called elevated horror so it's like kind of this like highbrow horror that's like kind of more cerebral more of like a slow burn um and it inspired movies like hereditary and midsommar um a few others but those are the two standouts which are also two movies that i freaking loved and i can totally see the connection there so i feel like this movie like was it was amazing i loved it and it kind of had it left a lasting mark on the genre which i think gives it as close to a five as i'm willing to get at this point in my life so thank you the witch you're beautiful monica just likes monica i think just really enjoys witch in the woods movies (laughs) that might be her through point that might be her horror thing yours is covered in blood hers is a witch in the woods yeah I I really like a lot of these fucking disturbing ones, though, but, like, the under-your-skin disturbing, not, like, hack-you-up disturbing. I don't know. I don't know why. We'll talk about it in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings us to the end of Monica's all-time favorite so far, movie (laughs) The Witch. Um, And then next week, we are watching a... Very controversial at the time <laughs> horror movie, uh, House of Wax, the 2005 one starring Paris Hilton, Chad Michael Murray, Alicia Cuthbert, uh, Jared Padalecki. Yes. Oh, I always cast. forget. He's the guy there. from My Cousin Skeeter. Don't know his name, but <laughs> iconic. <laughs> My Cousin Skeeter. And I'm, I love this movie. It's so, it's so good. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's an instant classic, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's not a period piece technically, but it is just about as 2005 a movie as you can get. Listen, one day it will be considered a period piece, okay? Yes, give it another 10 years. <laughs> but yeah, this is going to be a really, really fun one. I know we've all seen this. We've all watched it together before, so I can't wait to watch it again and just catch all those beautiful like incredible acting moments from Paris that like I didn't fully appreciate the first time (laughs) yeah this was one of the first movies we watched with our OG spooky crew and I'm so glad that we are bringing it back so soon I thought we would have to wait longer to do it um I feel really truly blessed that we're gonna get to do it right now um I just think it's so fun and I think about it literally all of the time um and we're going to share it with all of you, our new spooky crew. Iconic. Can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Great.
great way to start out 2021. <laughs> so if you like what you heard, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at spooky underscore Tuesday or go on Facebook and search spooky Tuesday pod and you will find us. Um, also give us that five star review on Apple podcasts. We love you. Bye spookies. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara, and our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore omg. What's the like the taste of butter? A pretty dress. What's thou like to